Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. What an exciting week of stuff that we have to talk about. Set 2 is here. If that hasn't proven to you that the Sets and Seasons model is the future of at least MLB The Show and maybe even all sports card collecting games, you're out of your mind. Uh, I think it fundamentally proved that it works. But we'll get into that. We're going to talk much more about that. Uh, exciting announcement. Incredibly exciting news. And it is all thanks to everybody who listens to this podcast, wherever you listen to it or even watch it on YouTube. I have been accepted as a YouTube partner. Thank you. Thank you. I hear the claps. I hear the claps. We are officially YouTube partners. That legitimizes me in my own head. Not that I needed to do that for anybody else, but it's cool. I strived for it. You guys helped me reach that goal. I wanted to reach it by December 31st, 2023. I reached it seven months earlier than that. So shout out to you guys. It is just the beginning. I make content because I have fun doing it. I also hope that I'm helping people. Truthfully. I feel like uh, it, it's cool to relay information the way I see it. So I appreciate your guys' support. But enough of this willy-nilly chitty-chatty. We've got a lot to talk about with set two. Now, before I start going into all of the cards, there are so many new cards. They dropped 160-plus diamonds on day one of set two on Friday. It was almost like release night 2.0. That's a lot of fun. If every set drop is like that, that's going to be super cool. But what I'm getting at here is because there are so many new cards that come out, that came out, excuse me, I might miss one or two as we're going through this review here. I'm not actually going to sit here and review in totality every single one of the new diamonds that came out because that would be inefficient and probably irrelevant to most people. I'm going to try to talk thematically and holistically. However, if I forget a certain something... Just let me know in the comments down, down below. I can't speak. It's it's late. It's Monday. I don't know. Um, let me know in the comments down below. I will do my best to respond uh, to your inquiries regarding certain cards. Maybe personalize the answers a little bit. Um, or, you know, it, it's, it's not a big deal because a lot of these cards are not going to be relevant soon. So let's go into the stuff. Okie dokie. We're going to start with the Season 2 XP Reward Path. So set two is here, and set two is themed largely around incognito cards, the new Kaiju series. Uh, kind of neat. I don't know where the hell they came up with these ideas. They kind of seem out of left field, pun intended. However, I'm, I'm about it. The cards are pretty, pretty, pretty effing cool. Um, so we're just going to briefly glance through this reward path here to talk about some of the cards. So on the season two XP path, You've got, I guess we're calling these henchmen. Uh, Shane Bieber, not the worst I've ever seen. His control is shockingly bad for a pitcher who doesn't really have awful control. But he throws a cutter, he's alright. Tony Clark, lefty bench bat, kind of cool. New legend also, head of the players union. Uh, Tony Tubags, gotta talk like an Italian. Uh, pretty okay balanced hitting card, not great. Good in the field, good clutch. I, I mean, honestly, not bad if you use him as a pinch hitter. Nick Castellanos, everybody go hug your grandmothers because something's about to happen to her if she if, if Castellanos hits a home run. Uh, but Casty cards always rake. I, I don't see why this card would be any different. You'd be nuts if you put him in the field. But Nicky Sticks is here. Uh, everybody's new favorite reliever, Aaron Loop, is back. I think this is pretty much the surefire pick from this pack. 
Uh, he's God Squad material. The rest are like, eh, 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 so-so. Uh, Trevor Story. I love Trevor Story cards. I love Trevor Story swings. BR Demon for me. Event Demon for me. Uh, I don't know if this card is even close to being viable on your God Squad because he only has 76 clutch. So, not great. And then lastly, we can completely ignore Johnny Damon. That's enough. Uh, but just holistically, what I like about this choice pack, obviously, we like the new Incognito card art. At least I do. I think it's super cool. It's very comic booky, and I'm a comic book guy. Clearly, I have Power Ranger stuff behind me, so I'm a nerd. Uh, speaking of, I'm going to move my camera here. Uh, I, I like it. It's kind of cool. It's certainly different. It's unique. It is not something that I have seen really anywhere. So, I'm a fan. Uh, what I do like about this pack, though, it has a lefty reliever that is God Squad material. So many times these henchman packs suck. This at least has one viable card. But then you look at versatility. You have a starting pitcher. You have a first baseman. You have a third baseman who can also play first and second. You have an outfielder who can also play first. You have a shortstop. You have a center fielder who can play everywhere. Excuse me, I had Chipotle for dinner. I just burped it up a little bit. You have somebody who can fill every position. And when you're looking at a choice pack, that's kind of nice. Moving on, the XP Kaiju Path card pack thing. Um, I guess it's another henchman pack. Blake Snell is 100% effectively useless. Brian Roberts, basically the same thing. Remember how good that retro finest Brian Roberts was last year? If you were a big believer in that card, you should probably just go back to playing MLB The Show 22, because I highly doubt we will see a Brian Roberts that good ever again, unless they recycle that card. Uh, but this Brian Roberts, all right. Corey Kluber is rotation possibility. Um, the thing that's holding... Uh, they dropped a lot of 97s on Friday. We're going to get to more of them. The thing that's holding a lot of those 97s back from being the 99 versions of the cards that we love, hits per nine's a little lower, pitch and clutch is a little lower. Same thing applies here to Corey Kluber. His hits per nine on his 99 is usually like 110, 115. This one's 100. Pitch and clutch is 86. They'll probably jack that up to get a 99 later on. But you look at the rest of it, 99 break is accurate, 99 velo is accurate, control is 93 with a BB per 9 and 97, stamina 109, like this card is basically the 99 with just squished hits per 9 and pitch and clutch. But still very viable, Corey Kluber is a very good pitcher, sinker cutter slurve, those are three of my favorite pitches in this game, circle change as well, fastball that you're never going to throw, uh, but it's a good card. Our king! Our king, George Brett, is back. Uh, look how they've massacred my boy. Oh, my God. He's horrible against lefties. Horrible. Uh, but at least he's got 125 clutch and 111 vision. George Brett has one of the best swings ever created. I can't wait for his 99 to come out. I miss my boy, George Brett. He was in my lineup from the day that I received him last year. Uh, we'll get him back soon. I'm pretty confident we'll get him back soon. But for now, we have this one. Uh, John Franco. This is the best John Franco we've ever gotten. I think you could put him in your bullpen. I don't necessarily recommend using him against a good player because he throws too soft. Pitches move a lot, though. And if you're trying to mess with someone's timing, throw in Mr. Soft Tossy here and it might work out. Monty Irvin. Um, a little disappointed in the power numbers, especially versus lefties, but he's 125 clutch. So that's going to help his contacts. Good in the field. Great in the field, actually. Um, not a bad card. And then we have Sean Green. I'm also excited for another 99 Sean Green to come out at some point. Hopefully we get him. Uh, he is an, an elite swing. The problem with this card is that his clutch is really, really crappy. Um, really bad. 83 clutch. But on the whole, this pack is significantly better than the uh, Incognito pack. 
I think Kluber is usable. I think Franco is usable. I think you could put Sean Green on the bench if you really, really like his swing. You're only going to pinch hit him if there's nobody on uh, in scoring position because his clutch is so bad. George Brett, I could understand because you like his swing. This card's attributes are a little wonky, though. Uh, but overall, this is a good henchman pack. And then the bosses. The boss pack is juicy. Juicy. Josh Donaldson is incredible. And he's got 125 clutch. He can also play first. So, honestly, when I get this pack, I will be taking Josh Donaldson first or second. We'll go over my other option for first. And I think I'm going to play Donaldson at first base. Chipper Jones is my, is my third base rock. Um, I've also toyed around with Matt Chapman. Uh, Corey Seager is a third base option. Love that card, by the way. We'll get there momentarily. And I've been rolling with Munitaka Murakami at first. Now, I love Murakami quite a bit, but I think Donaldson's better. I just, I, look at this card. It is disgusting. Max clutch, max power left. Very good contacts that will certainly play. 83 in the field, 88 arm, 88 reaction is, a, is an excellent card. And everybody who's played this game for several years knows that Josh Donaldson's disgusting. Uh, horrible, probably not great human being, but cool card. Uh, Chase Utley is here. Second base, in my opinion, is a little bit weak of a position. You have a lot of guys who are secondary second basemen playing there. Chase Utley, if you're looking for a primary, he could be your guy. 99 fielding, 98 reaction. He's going to be the best fielding guy at second base you can have in the game. 97 clutch is unfortunate. When I think of Chase Utley, I think of clutch hits, but this card apparently just disregarded all of those. Uh, 106 vision, he has a sweet, quick lightning swing. He's a balanced hitter, and his best attribute is contact versus right. I do wish, if I had to nitpick, again, this is this is a 99. In theory, this is like the good Chase Utley. If I had to nitpick, I'd want the clutch higher, and I'd want the contact left a little bit higher. I can, 100 and 104 power are perfectly suitable. No problems with that, no complaints with that. But if we're going to have a slappy, slappy, that's kind of rel relative speaking, but if we're going to have more of a contact-driven player here at second base, give me a little more contact. Uh, but overall, great card. In my opinion, lineups right now are a lot of switch hitters and righties. Maybe that's just the way I've thought about lineup building. But if you're looking for a lefty stick at a premium position, you now have Chase Utley as an option. Greg Maddox. I'm confused on Greg Maddox. Not confused. Unsure. Uncertain. Perplexed. That's a better word. So traditionally, Greg Maddox is not incredible. Only because he throws so damn soft. This card is built like pretty much every other Greg Maddox we've ever had. Low-ish hits per nine. 104, 99 break, essentially impeccable control, he's got the great pitch mix, pitching clutch is max, so that's going to help, but he can't, or he hasn't in the past always gotten by on just location, with the way pitching is this year though, I can foresee Greg Maddox being more viable, or people feeling more comfortable using him than in the past. I am not confirming that. I've clearly not used it yet. I have not gotten to this pack, and Greg Maddox would be my fourth or fifth choice from said pack. However, I can see a path to which Greg Maddox is at least used more than before. I don't know if he'll become meta. I don't think he's going to be a staple in every rotation. He doesn't throw hard enough. But I could see it being different than in years past. If you guys have opinions on that, let me know. If you guys have had success in the past with Greg Maddox, let me know. I am not someone who has... 
I feel like that's not uncommon, but just let me know, because I'm curious to hear everybody's thoughts, especially with the way pitching is right now. If Maddox is not the last pick in the pack, it's Grady Sizemore. Now, I don't mean to hate on Cleveland fans. Grady Sizemore's cards are always underwhelming. His swing is not good, in my opinion. But this card is built really well, and it's the best one we've ever gotten. He's going to be great in the field. A little bit weak of an arm for center field. I'd probably prefer him in a corner, but that's not the end of the world. He's a good base runner. 125 contact right, 102 power right. Uh, he's not good against lefties. That's what holds him back from being a starter. 92 contact left, 105 power left. 100 clutch is just so-so. It's actually not good because it takes away from his contact first right. Uh, I don't see a path to this card being used anywhere. Uh, I might go the entire year without having a single at-bat with this card, even in BR or events. That's probably hyperbolic. But I just don't foresee a path to using this card. I wish they'd find a way to juice Grady Sizemore the way he deserves to be juiced, because his peak years were Hall of Fame trajectory-type caliber years. Uh, the, the guy was a lightning bolt when he was young. It's unfortunate what happened in his career. But uh, this card, in my opinion, is not that good. Lastly, I think this is going to be my top pick, not just because I'm a filthy Yankees homer and I have a Mariano Rivera, si uh, not signed, framed picture right here to my left. Um, I think it's got to be Mo. Given the state of pitching and, and bullpen uh, depth or lack thereof, Mariano Rivera is going to be a weapon. He's got five pitches. I think his sinker is an underutilized pitch for a lot of people. I think that's why I have success with it because I use that sinker quite a bit. Um... I mean, what do you want? 99 break. Got it. 92 velo. That's pretty damn good. 93 control, 118 BB per nine. He's got a spot. 118 hits per nine. Great. Uh, pitching clutch, 125. No shit. Like, this is this is a fantastic card. Uh, and he's even got 59 in the fields. If you hit a comebacker, he's going to catch it. I think this is hands down slam dunk the pick. If I had to order it, I would go Rivera, Donaldson, Utley, Maddox, Grady. I think that's the correct order. I will... Accept disagreement on Donaldson over Rivera. I think that's acceptable. I might, you know, I'm, right now I'm leaning Rivera over Donaldson. We'll see what a week or two brings from now. Uh, but right now it's Rivera, Donaldson, Utley, Greg, and Sizemore. Okay, I believe that is all the cards there. Um, in the, in the uh, XP path, anyway. We will now move... To the Diamond Duo pack that is currently out. And by the, when you're listening to this, it'll still be out for one more day. A new Diamond Duo pack is coming on Tuesday, the day you're listening to this. Uh, it is a very good Diamond Duo pack, actually. Bryce Harper. They just dropped a big old Bryce Harper on us. Now, it's so unfortunate that this Bryce Harper is bad versus lefties. 102 contact left, 90 power left. Because otherwise, he'd be a GOAT. And he could play first base. Chad, he could play first base. Uh, he's expensive. He's 125K because everybody wants him because he's got an elite swing. But Bryce Harper's here. That's super fun. And then also Yuri Perez. You guys remember this card from last year. Um, control is not cash money, but he's got max velo, max break. Uh, sinker is a primary with a slurve. Only four pitches. Not ideal. Uh, 96 stamina is not great either. And he has outlier on his sinker. I don't think he's a God Squad starter. You might disagree. And that's totally acceptable. Pitching this year more than any is very... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's very comfort-driven. Does that make sense? It's all based on feel. So if you feel good with Yuri Perez, use Yuri Perez. Uh, and he's significantly cheaper than Bryce Harper. 50K. 
they also dropped this alter ego pack. Really diving in hard to the incognito nonsense. Um, Clayton Kershaw is part of the rare round. I cannot wait to get this card. When I do, whenever I do, I will probably be doing a how to pitch with tutorial. Uh, if you're not subscribed on YouTube and you'd like to learn how to pitch with certain pitchers, make sure you subscribe on YouTube every Thursday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. We drop a new one. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is very good. He's 84K if you choose to not purchase the pack and just buy him off the marketplace. He's got a new delivery this year. Uh, I think it's more deceptive than it was in the past. This card is just great. 99 break, 90 velo. His control is pretty darn good at 91 with a 106 BB per nine. 103 hit per nine is a little lower than I'd like to see, but it's perfectly usable. 118 stamina is great. This is an elite starter. It's a top five starter. Go get him if you don't have him. Uh, Ryan Sandberg, a.k.a. Rhino. I'm curious to try him. I haven't used Ryan Sandberg since whenever he was in the XP reward path. Was it 20? 21? What? I think it was 20. Correct me if I'm... Guys, correct me in the, in the comments if you guys remember. I forgot if it was 20 or 21. Uh, I used that card for a little while. This card looks pretty damn good. I hope they made his swing better. But he's got max contact. 93 power right, 83 power left. Uh, 83 power left's not great, but it's, it's usable. 111 clutch is unfortunate that his contacts are going to come down, but it's not that bad. 92 in the field, 81 speed. This is a very, very well-balanced card. And it's built kind of like Roberto Clemente from last year. And that Roberto Clemente card might have not hit a ton of homers, but he made solid contact a lot. So, I think Ryan Sandberg is okay. Uh, Willie Mays, it is an atrocity. It is a, a disgrace. It is offensive that this card is as shitty as it is. It's a 99 Willie. It's not a 97. Yet, they chose to give him 84 clutch, rendering him essentially useless above veteran difficulty. Uh, you can use him on All-Star, I guess, if you want. But just... They find ways every year to make Willie Mays not attractive to use. When is the last time, chat, we have had an actually goaded Willie Mays? Was it 21? Was it before that? Let me know. This card, it's unfortunate that he's the rare round. Uh, it, it's really not good. And then the, the, the what's it called? Common round? Base round? Uh, putt putt Richie Ashburn? Just an awful, disgusting card. Uh, Jim Palmer? Low key? Might be okay. Um, I, I'm not going to use him, but I, I don't think it's impossible to use him. I don't understand where cakes comes from. I believe someone said he likes pancakes, and that's where it, I, may, I have to do the research. Uh, but Jim Palmer is here. We also have Scoots Magoots, which is a fun-ass name. Uh, Scoots Magoots actually might be an okay relief option. At 120 hits per nine, with a sinker and a slurve. His control is eh, but he's got crazy break with good velo. Uh, what are his quirks? Day player. Nah, I thought he'd have outlier. Never mind. Uh, not a bad card. I, th I think you can get away with him. Chris Taylor is just nothing. Useless. Fun card for Battle Royale with a nice swing who can play every position, but nothing really jumps out here. Garve sauce. Mitch Garver has an elite swing. Catcher's not a particularly deep position. So I could see you trying him. 83 clutch is tough, but his power is good. Vision is, in my opinion, with Mitch Garver, when swings are as good as his, the vision doesn't matter. Uh, he's got a great swing. Fielding is kakapupu, but that's it's a catcher. It doesn't matter. Uh, and that is the alter ego pack. And now, really, the last large thing to talk about, 
Well, actually, we'll do one more brief thing. First, uh, new Battle Royale, by the way, dropping, guys, on Tuesday, the day you're listening to this. I have no idea any information on it yet. I'm recording this before they're putting information out. Uh, there's a new event with two new rewards. Lefty Grove is a hot bag of ass. Don't use it. Don't, don't even look at it. We just looked at it far too long. You almost turned to stone by looking at it. And then Mike Messina. Uh, I am going to toy with this card. I don't know if he's going to stay in the God Squad, but when I get him, I'm going to try him. Why? Because last year, I dominated people with both Mike Messina cards. A lot of people didn't like him. A lot of people thought he was too hittable. I don't know. I had sub-3 ERAs with both of his cards. Both of his high diamond cards. I think he had a 90... Definitely had a 99. 96 was that SIG card? 95? Whatever it was. Uh, I was a large fan. So, maybe we'll do a how to pitch with Mike Messina. Jury is still out on that. Mike Messina, selfishly, is a Yankee fan. He's one of my favorite pitchers growing up as well. Uh, right next to Andy Pettit. Go buy his rights, SDS. But I think Mike Messina is okay. I don't think he's phenomenal, but I'm going to try him. New rank rewards. God, there's so much content to go over. New rank rewards. Uh, I made World Series, and I got caught with the bug that reset me to 192. So I have not started slaying spring training opponents yet. Uh, I put in a ticket with SDS. By the way, the new rank. this rank season ends... On 6-9, June 9th. So, very nice. Thank you very much, SDS, for the comedy. New World Series rewards. Ian Kinsler, a.k.a. Bootsy. Um, is a very similar card to Chase Utley in that he's high fielding with balanced offense. He's more of a power-driven card. Uh, Clutch is going to hold this card back as well on higher difficulties, but not a terrible card. Shit, Nolan Ryan's back. Um... Yeah, Nolan Ryan's back. That's that's enough. Uh, controlling the ball with him is going to be a categorical problem. However, he has returned, so be afraid to be very afraid. Uh, Stan Musial, I actually think, is the pick from this pack. Um, max clutch, max contact already. Uh, good power, always better power versus left on Stan Musial cards. Excellent vision. He's got just a, a magnificent swing. So Stan, in my opinion, is the pick. Uh, unfortunately, though, I am... 700 points away from World Series because I'm starting at 192. So it's going to be a while before we get Stan. Um, I also forgot. There's so much content, guys. New collection! First, we'll talk about the core collection. If you collect core cars, you get this beautiful beast. Corey Seager is my new second baseman. He has displaced Trey Turner. Trey Turner has moved to the bench. Um, there is also a world in which Corey Seager DHs and Trey Turner goes back to second base. I've yet to fully decide what's happening, but that's kind of where my head is at. Uh, Corey Seager is gross. He is nerfed from the previous years of Corey Seager, where we got that postseason card over and over and over again. But he, man, he's got one of the best swings in the game. He's 116 clutch. I have him at P2, so he's 114 clutch to start. Vision is great. He has such an immaculate swing. He has reverse splits power-wise versus lefties, but he's pretty pretty balanced offensively. I am in love with Corey Seager. Uh, you should be using him, at the very least, on your bench, in my opinion. Uh, set 2 collection. God, 300 cards to get 3 packs. This is going to be a big-time content season. Collect 95, and you get Rich Gossage. The goose is on the loose. Uh, I think they missed an opportunity to make him an incognito card because he has a cool nickname, but that is neither here nor there. This is a God Squad bullpen piece. Go get it. Big Poppy is here. Uh, it sucks that he has no contact versus lefties. However, I think when set three begins and set one gets phased out, you're going to see Big Poppy in more lineups than you do today or when people start collecting him, if that makes sense. I think this is a viable card. I think he is a sure as... 
sure as anything, bench bat with his max contact power and clutch for righties. Um, but otherwise, I could see him getting play in the next season, which I believe begins early July. And then the bosses. Oh, my Lord. This David Wright will blow your balls off. This David Wright is incredible. Um, absolutely incredible. Perfect fielding at P2, at least fielding-wise, and then P5 for his arm. Uh, 88 speed off the rip. Max contacts versus both sides at P3. He has 118 clutch, so when he gets to P5, 123 is basically 125. He, I mean, this card is, is beautiful, and he can play shortstop. I actually think there's a world in which he displaces Derek Jeter in more lineups than he does Chipper Jones. Uh, just an incredible card. Hank Aaron, I'm going to say something that's going to bother a lot of people. I suck with Hank Aaron cards. So for me, this is the third pick out of this pack. Doesn't mean he's bad. For the right person, this is going to be a game-changing card. But note that this Hank Aaron only plays the outfield. He doesn't play first. He doesn't play third. He doesn't play second base. This Hank Aaron only plays the outfield. The card art is just incredible. Um, on paper, this is a nasty, nasty, nasty card. So if you like Hank Aaron, go get him. And then everybody's first choice out of the pack... I think set one was so fun because Randy was non-existent. But Randy Johnson has returned. I think Randy is going to be a lot harder to use this year. I think locating with him is going to be a nightmare. But he's still Randy effing Johnson. So, take him, use him, cause people nightmares. And then lastly, Team Affinity Season 2. Set 2. What do we call it? I don't know. Ooh, I almost have 69,000 stubs. That's fun. Um... It is not worth going over every single Team Affinity card. And let me tell you why. The Incognito cards are 97s, and in my opinion, none of them are viable. Or if like, maybe like four of them are viable. Like, it's not a ton. DeGrom is back, Halliday's back, but even they're not great. The, the Team Affinity is for collection, binder, fodder, and a fun grind, a lengthy grind to load up on set two, in my opinion. The Future Stars cards are all 94s and 93s, basically rendering them all useless. I'm a little disappointed in that. Usually, or in the past, Future Stars cards have been juiced. 96, 97, 98, 99. They've been viable. They've been fun. They add a little, like, fantasy element to the prospects in the game. I think they missed on this. It's a little bit of a miss. It's not killing the content drop. It was an insane content drop. But I'm a little disappointed these cards are so low. But Team Affinity is here. You've got a ton to grind. There's new captains that are 92 overalls still for some reason. I wish they'd boost those up to like 95, 96. Um, but Team Affinity is back. <laughs> grind it efficiently. Do the moments first, then the showdowns. Then put all the cards you just collected or opened into a Conquest lineup. Go play Conquest. Go do the PXP missions. That is the strat to do it. So now I want to talk about something. I want to talk about, really quickly, just to kind of close, put a bow on this episode here. Um, why I th oh, Also, Tops Now cards came out, by the way, as I'm staring at the screen. They're all irrelevant, and the moments are my least favorite Tops Now moments of all time. But I'm not even going to go over those cards. Sets and... Actually, we're gonna, look at me. We're going to look big time now. Look at this face. Sets and Seasons is going to work, chat. And the drop of Set 2 proved it to me. It is not so much in the incredible array of actual content and cards that they dropped. Well, that was very good. Two things did it for me. At least mentally. There is still plenty of time for them to mess it up. But for me, right now, 
off-the-cuff reaction after one new content drop. They were creative. What the hell's a kaiju? I know what it is now. A lot of people probably didn't. And what the hell is a kaiju series? Where'd it come from? I don't even know who birthed the idea. However, I appreciate the creativity. I think they should have tried to have Hideki Matsui be a new legend for the kaiju drop because his nickname was literally Godzilla. I'm a little disappointed in my friends over at SDS. Come on, give me Hideki. But that's a uh, side point. Uh, side point. Sorry. The other thing that has me super excited about sets, and I think this is why you should be excited too. I, you guys know that I encourage everyone to have their own opinions, form their own opinions, like whatever cards you like, etc., etc. But a lot of us, whether we're casual players, content creators, streamers, hardcore players, competitive players, what have you, find that this game gets stale fast. And it does. No matter how many different modes they give us or how many different inning ranges games can be played in, at the end of the day, it is baseball. And I love baseball, but in a video game setting, it can get repetitive. I will admit it. Set 2 drop night felt like release night again. Kind of. It was a diet version of release night. But if we can get a new release night, or a quasi-diet release night, every 55 days, every 2 months, every 8, 9, 10 weeks, talk about keeping the game fresh. Guys, I think they cracked the code. I think they did, as long as the cards don't suck. But it looks like they've themed it and, and scheduled to a point where it makes sense. Set 3 is going to drop, and it's going to be all-star content. Because it comes out, like, a couple days before the All-Star break. Set 4 is going to come out. Probably be some sort of second half series. Set 6 is going to come out. It's going to be postseason. Set 7 is going to be... Uh, I think Set 6 might be the last one. So Set 5 might be postseason. Set 6 would be finest. I mean, I think it works. I think it makes sense. I am a fan. If you're not a fan, just try to reframe your thinking a little bit. I'm not telling you you're wrong in your thinking. Like I said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. You can have your own opinion. And I'm certainly open to having a discourse about it. But I think everyone should just open their minds to the opportunity of this game staying fresher longer because of content mini-resets. This wasn't a full reset. We still have our set one lineups for now. Those will go away when set three begins, except for the one wild card you get to choose. Uh, but it's going to keep things fresher, longer. It's going to keep things schmoving. It's going to keep lineup diversity at an all-time high. Now that we have two sets of different types of cards to use, ranked is going to be so different than ever before. I am a fan. I hope you are too. Either way, I'm jazzed up about this, and I'm excited to keep creating content, guys, as a YouTube partner. So thank you again so much for helping me get there. Um, this community has helped me through a lot in my life, good things and horrible things that I never thought would happen in my life. So I appreciate you guys just giving me an outlet to be a little creative. At least I hope I'm being a little creative and I hope you guys appreciate the ride as much as I do. So thank you guys for listening. This has been this episode of this show, the show, the podcast. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about next week, but for people who stay to the end of this episode, first of all, I need you to let me know in the comments that you stayed to the end of this episode. We have an incredibly special guest for the June 6th podcast. I am recording with this guest on May 30th. I have been in contact with a certain someone's people. 
That's how big this is. I didn't go straight to the source. I've been in contact with their people. So we will have an Omega guest on the June 6th episode of the show, the podcast. That is the last spoiler you're getting. You will not, I am Fort Knox. You will get nothing else from me. But we're having the biggest guest in the history of the show, the podcast on June 6th. All respect to Shlomo Lippitz, my king, my hero. It's bigger than Shlomo. Um, I'll leave you guys with that. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all so much. Be good in your grind. Do it efficiently. And I'll talk to you guys next week.